You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, November 22nd. I'm Donald Ware. Guess what? It's Friday! We're heading into week 13 of the HBCU football schedule. And, of course, on yesterday, had a chance to look at the A&T and North Carolina Central matchup at the Bowie State and Carson Newman matchup. And we're going to look today at the Florida A&M and Bethune Cook, uh, Florida A&M and Bethune Cookman matchup. I'm sorry, I should have said Carson Newman and Bowie State. So today we're going to look at Florida A&M and Bethune Cookman. Uh, we'll get into Miles and Lenore Ryan. Of course, you have other big games. This is a big weekend for the MEAC, South Carolina State and Norfolk State. That should be a really good football game. Norfolk State is playing some really good football uh, right now uh, and, and has put itself in position to challenge uh, for the MEAC championship. I mean, Norfolk State of the four teams, uh, meaning A&T, Bethune, South Carolina State, and Norfolk State. Norfolk State needs the most help, and it has to start by winning against South Carolina State, but still in position for an opportunity at that MEAC crown. Um, before we go any further, a huge weekend, huge weekend on the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row. Um, Trey Oliver, the head football coach at North Carolina Central, stops by. You'll hear from Sam Washington, the head football coach at North Carolina A&T, to Ron Armstead, the starting left tackle for the New Orleans Saints, stops by. Daryl Johnson, uh, who plays, of course, for the Buffalo Bills, is the reigning box-to-row Willie Davis defensive player of the year, played his uh, collegiate football at North Carolina A&T, first season with the Bills. He also joins the program as well as Miles, head football coach, Reginald Ruffin. So a huge weekend on the weekend edition uh, from the press box to press row can be heard on a radio station near you. Log on to our website or log back onto our website at boxtorow.com and uh, find a radio station in your area that carries the program. Also, listen on Sirius XM channel 142 on Saturday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central Time and 4 a.m. Pacific Time on 141 and then also on Saturday 9 a.m. Eastern 8 a.m. Pacific uh, 8 a.m. Central Time and then 6 a.m. Pacific Time that is on Sirius XM channel 142 mention some big games Uh, let's let's start with the division two playoff game miles travels to Hickory North Carolina to take on Lenore Ryan a perennial power in the uh, South Atlantic Conference, the SAC, who has a couple of teams, including Carson Newman, um, out of the SAC. And this is a Lenore Ryan team that likes to run the football. They're going to want to run the football, establish the run. They average something like almost 270 yards rushing 
per game. So they're going to want to be able to establish uh, the uh, Lenore Ryan, I should say, is going to be able to want to establish the run. Obviously, if you're Miles, you want to stop the run. And I think Miles can stop the run. If you look at Miles and what it has done from a defensive perspective, I mean, teams are averaging less than 90 yards per game rushing against a very tough Miles defense. I think Miles, in the, when you look at it from the flip side and uh, defensively uh, for Lenore Ryan, um, if I'm Miles, I want to attack their defense by running the football, establishing that run, which Miles has been able to do. Miles has a couple of running backs um, that can get it done, including Dante Edwards, uh, the reigning box to row national uh, player of the week, had three touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns in the victory over Albany State last week in the SIAC championship game. He's got 10 rushing touchdowns. Miles has definitely been able to get it done on the ground. I think when you look at the quarterback play of Miles, it's solid. It, it's 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 solid. Um, but if you're Miles, you want to definitely be able to establish the run. I think it's a tall task for Miles, not used to being in the playoffs where you look at Lenore Ryan. And I'm not, I mean, Lenore Ryan's not like Lenore Ryan's in the playoffs every year, but they've been occasionally uh, playing in it. And, and, and the SIC is very tough, too, but they play in the sack, which is uh, has a playoff, basically a playoff team every year. Um, the SIAC, not so much. So you're talking about a Lenore Ryan team that's used to playing um, either in the playoffs or playoff level competition uh, pretty much each week. Uh, again, I, it, it's a winnable game, but but the thing Miles has to travel uh, to, uh, of course, Hickory, and that's a long way uh, for Miles. But you know, we'll see what happens. Reginald Ruffin is an outstanding football coach um, in the Reginald Ruffin era, and which is now in its ninth year, and in the SIAC championship game era. You're looking at the Golden Bears winning four. SIAC championships in nine seasons, four and nine seasons, won the first, it's won the last two. Um, so Miles is definitely getting it done and I uh, think is definitely going to be up for the challenge. If you look at Bethune-Cookman and uh, Florida A&M, it's, uh, y- y- you know, I-, I can look at this. I can tell you, you've seen both teams play. I uh, saw Bethune-Cookman more recently last week against a t get blown out in Greensboro. You know, I'm not – Bethune-Cookman was playing well at one time, had won five straight games and then hit a little bit of a lull. And right now it seems that Bethune-Cookman is unable to get out of the lull. Um, I don't think that A&T was 30 points better than Bethune-Cookman, at least coming into that football game. But really, A&T dominated that football game. I mean, you're looking at a Bethune-Cookman team that could only manage 229 yards of total offense. I mean, I've seen Akevius Williams play the last three years. He did not look like the Akevius Williams that I had gotten used to seeing play. I know he was injured um, last year, but... Um, listen, Bethune-Cookman's definitely going to have to be able to get it going offensively. Um, I think what Bethune-Cookman is going to have to do is get it going in the running game. 
Um, but listen, Florida A&M, I think where Florida A&M is a little bit underrated is from a defensive perspective, um, especially against the run. Um, I think you can pass on Florida A&M's defense, and we'll see. But again, Akivas Williams has not been sharp. He wasn't sharp last week against A&T. The numbers don't dictate that he's sharp. Uh, you know, coming into the A&T game, nine touchdowns to five interceptions. That still stands because he didn't throw an interception, didn't throw a touchdown uh, against A&T. But he, he, you know, they're going to have to find a way to be able to uh, to establish the run which I think is going to be difficult against Florida A&M. Um, but, uh, and, and maybe Akevius Williams has uh, this last good day in him as, l- listen, if you're, if you're Bethune, you know, Bethune-Cookman has to approach this game like, and, and I'm sure will, everything is on the line. They have to believe that South Carolina State is going to lose to Norfolk State. They have to believe that A&T is going to lose to North Carolina Central. And again, I would have said that Florida A&M probably was the favorite going into the the uh, the the classic game last year. And Bethune-Cookman came out with that victory. I think uh, Bethune-Cookman a little bit last year was aided in the play or lack thereof of Ryan Stanley. I think Ryan Stanley is super laser focused. I've been saying that he's uh, a premier quarterback. Uh, a top league quarterback in the MIAC, and he is showing that this year. I've always thought he had been from a talent perspective. It's just that, you know, especially last year, I think he took a bit of a step back, in, especially numbers-wise, uh, than he did his sophomore year. But he's put it together this year and is having a really good season. Uh, Bethune-Cookman's defense, um, you know, yeah. I wasn't impressed with the defense, quite frankly. But again, when you get in these Florida classics, a lot of the defensive guys. You look at Marquise Ford, who was a you know preseason All American coming in. Uh, you, you know, you look at uh, uh, Peters, uh, who made the big play last year, the interception and pick six that uh, sealed the game. Those guys are gonna I, I not only have to step up, I think will step up. So that Florida classic could go either way. Big football game, really for both, because even for Bethune-Cookman, still trying to get a share of that MEAC championship, and then also for Florida A&M, its last football game of the season. Can't play in the Celebration Bowl, can't win the MEAC title, but still has an opportunity to be voted uh, HBCU national champ. So, uh, you know, a loss to Bethune-Cookman, I think, definitely dashes that because, uh, you know, it's already been a lot of talk, and we've talked, I've talked about it a lot um, on this podcast in terms of should Florida A&M be considered for the HBCU national championship, even though it is not eligible for the MEAC title and uh, the Celebration Bowl. But a loss to Bethune-Cookman, I think, all of that goes out of the window, but a win uh, is no guarantee that Florida A&M would be voted number one. But I think, you know, it's a good shot. You would talk about only one loss on the season. Uh, and then you would also talk about running the table in the MEAC with a big win to end the season against Bethune-Cookman. So big time uh, football game. South Carolina State and Norfolk State, you're talking about Corey Fields, the quarterback for uh, South Carolina State is playing very, 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 very well. A couple of weeks ago, seven passing touchdowns. Um, You know, as a redshirt freshman, this is going to be, I think, battle of the quarterbacks. Jawan Carter on the other side for Norfolk State is having a, you know, a side, I mean, I would say a side from Ryan Stanley. Jawan Carter, uh, Jawan Carter, 
probably the best the best uh, quarterback in the MEAC, and it's just a junior's got one more season remaining. Um, you know, I think I, I like the young running back uh, for Norfolk State. Um, he's really, really good. Um, he's dynamic, really. Um, and I think that there – but this is the thing. Norfolk State's got to try to run the football against South Carolina State, who's extremely tough against the run. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that, but South Carolina State is susceptible to the pass, and that's where Jawan Carter needs to have um, some success. By the way, he can also run with the football a little bit too, so look for Jawan Carter to really be uh, bombastic in this football game and to be dynamic and uh, to be able to do a couple of different things to attack that South Carolina State defense. Norfolk State is playing well. Um, they're going to need guys like Nigel Chavis and some of those other guys to step up defensively against a South Carolina State team that does well uh, in terms of running the football and then has a freshman quarterback that is playing extremely well. I think Norfolk State will mix some things up and give Corey Fields some looks that he hasn't seen before this year. He's he you know he he's getting it done and uh, it's just one of those deals where he's hot right now. So you mix maybe some things up. I know Latrell Scott and his staff is really going to look at that tape and uh, try to do some things uh, to counteract the things that Corey Fields does well. Uh, also, Tyree Nick, don't forget about him. Uh, he, he could always be in the game, and sometimes um, South Carolina State has Nick and Fields in the game at the same time. So that's going to be a good football game um, as well. So we got a lot of matchups. You know, you can look at Alcorn State and Jackson State. You can say not much on the line. Alcorn State has already wrapped up the SWAC's Eastern Division for the sixth straight year. I mean, I think at the end of the day, however, um, you know, that's a that's a rivalry game. Um, they're going to have a lot of people in, 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 in Veterans Stadium there in Jackson. That's a big big-time football game. So Alcorn State, as I mentioned to you on Monday, going to approach this um, to win the game. You play to win the game. Felix Harper has been absolutely sensational um, for Alcorn State this year. You know, he's had, what, maybe three interceptions on the season, had another magnificent performance last week against Alabama A&M. This kid is special and has got, uh, I think he's he's maybe a sophomore, freshman, so he's got two or three more years um, at Alcorn State. So uh, the SWAC's going to be in trouble uh, with Felix Harper uh, as the time progresses. So that's a look at some of the games this weekend uh, for the entire scoreboard. Log on to our website at BoxToRow.com. Don't forget about the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row, a huge show. Uh, you're going to, uh, of course, joining us is going to be North Carolina Central head football coach Trey Oliver. You'll hear from North Carolina A&T head football coach Sam Washington, um, Saints uh, starting left tackle Teron Armstead, Daryl Johnson, formerly of North Carolina A&T, his first year with the Buffalo Bills going to join us, and Reginald Ruffin, the head football coach at Miles, going to join us as well. Don't keep the HBCU Football Daily Podcast a secret. Tell a friend or a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, which can be down, uh, uh, listened on our website at BoxToRow.com. Also download it at BoxToRow.com as well as iHeartMedia. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk with you. Handle me? Who gon' handle me? Thinking he's a player, he's a member on the team. He put
ain't no taming me. I love my niggas equally. Fucking nine to five niggas with that superstar beat. The superstar star now I got them for.